Scripture lesson today is taken from the book of Revelations, chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your good works, your toil, your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring, enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent, do the works you did at first. If not, I will come, and come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yet this you have, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the scripture says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. What is the best thing you do? What is the best thing you do? And what is the greatest achievement you ever did? Or you're doing? We human beings can do many extraordinary things. We're special. We're finite, but we're thinking about the infinite. And we do our dream. But whatever we do, if it is without love, it is incomplete. We miss it. Because we are created by love, God, and to do love. So without love, we suffer the eternal deficiency. And people looking to fill their deficiency from other things other than love. But the love will complete, fill, satisfy our deficiency. Eugene Peterson said, when we are living at our best with all our energies focused, all our abilities alert and involved, doing what we were created to do, we love. Yet, there is another aspect to this consensus that no matter what else we do, no matter we, if we come home with Olympic gold or make a million dollars or pioneer the exploration of space or move the world with some artistic performance or discover the cure to cancer, if we do not love, it is not satisfactory. Do you love? 
Do you love in what you do? Do you satisfy in what you do? Love is fear for those who do not love. It is very interesting that the emperor Domitian of Roman Empire was afraid of John the Apostle. He was very old. He was around 90 years old. And he was a pastor of small churches under persecution. But this dictator, Domitian, exiled John to an island called Patmos. John had no army, no sword, but all he did was teaching people to pray, leading them in worship, singing hymns and study scripture, train people to follow Jesus with honesty and compassion. Then why? What made the emperor to be scared of John? Because his love. Love for Jesus. So John could say no to dictator. John could say to dictator. You know, dictator means he speaks just by himself. He speaks. Only one who speaks, that's a dictator. But Christians with love for Christ, they could speak against emperor. So this evil, the emperor knew the power of love, the danger of love. Do you love or do you fear love? John the Apostle was a pastor of seven churches in Asia Minor. They called them back in the day Anatolia. Today is Turkey, southern Turkey. Even John was exiled in the island, but it didn't stop him minister to his churches. So he prayed and received a vision, the revelation of Jesus Christ. He wrote, wrote them down, what he saw, what he heard, and then smuggled his writings to the churches in mainland. The first message was for the church in Ephesus. Ephesus was like a New York City of a Mediterranean at the time. So Ephesus was the most powerful and rich city in the Roman Empire at the time. And Ephesus was also known for the temple of Artemis. It was such a great structure. So it was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. So many people 
visited, came to Ephesus to see this amazing structure, and they worshipped. It's a temple, so it is. They worship the goddess Artemis. Another name is Diana. God is Diana. So who was? Who is Artemis? She was a Greek goddess of fertility, which represent, represented prosperity. As you can see, she has many breasts, which means. She guarantees feeding people and produce many livestock. So Artemis was the symbol of money, lots of money, the economy. But the temple of Artemis was not only representing economy, but it was occult prostitution. Eugene Peterson said, human desire was bought and sold for profit. Healthy sexuality was debased into sordid pornography. So many people in Ephesus made a living out of this temple business. What about today? What about world today? Aren't we worshiping the economy? Every candidate in politics promising better economy. And many people vote for them because of economy is our top priority. Then isn't economy is our God? But what if our faith contradicts with our vote, with our choice in our politics, in our career, in our business, even in our pension or investment for retirement? What if they contradict with our faith? What do we do? Are we compromising with the pattern of the world? Or are we fight and choose our faith over prosperity and other temptations? Before we visit church in Ephesus today, let me tell you the structure of the messages to the seven churches in Revelation. There are in four parts. It repeats. First, Christ presents his character to each church. Second, Christ examines church for their strength and weakness. Third, Christ commands corrective action for the church. And fourth, Christ blesses church with promise. So next seven Sundays, we will visit seven churches and we will repeat this pattern. How to be Christ's church on our turning point between the old order and the new order we are facing. First, Jesus Christ reveal, represent his character 
says, the word of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven gold, golden lampstands. Seven stars are the servants, workers for churches. And seven lampstands are the seven churches. But number seven in Hebrew theology is complete number, which means seven angels represent every Christ servant, Christians who serve Christ. And seven lampstands represent the universal church, the entire church. So the revelation is Jesus' message for all churches of all time. So it applies to today for us, our church too. But here's the key character of Jesus. It says, who walks among every church under persecution. Jesus walks among every church even under persecution. Jesus is with us. Walk with us even today and guiding us and even Jesus is suffering with us today. Second, Jesus examined the church in Ephesus and he revealed the strength of the church. Jesus said, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing off for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. What a wonderful church in Ephesus, right? They strive to be faithful church with genuine faith, genuine gospel, especially for response to the false teachers. Its follower called Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans. Who are they? Nicolaitans. In the early church, many converts, those um, Gentile Christians, they sought to work out compromising their tradition, their pagan culture with. Christian faith. Nicolaitans try to believe if Christians are saved by faith, Christians can do whatever they want. Even they were against God. Even they were sexually immoral. Many of the Roman culture practice were sexually immoral. What about today's Christians? Aren't we trying to compromise in our Christian faith with the culture of the secular world? 
We know already Christmas, Easter, Halloween. There are parts of the pagan culture there. It is because people do that because we care for faith only, but not action. What is faith? Faith means love for Christ. Faith means love for Christ. So if we love Christ, then we must act. We must do things what Christ loves. That is faith. In the letter to Galatians, Apostle Paul calls it faith active in love. In other words, faith working through love. The faith has to work through love. We are saved by faith, period. Not by action, right? But Apostle James also said, faith without works is dead. It's dead. Many Christians today claim they have faith in Christ. I believe in Jesus. But they have no action. And when they face some contradicting, whatever, event or culture, activity, whatever, they compromise. They just excuse. You know, grace is not licensed to sin. Do we have faith? Then we must love Jesus Christ then we must active in love. Ephesians didn't tolerate those Nicolaitans. They kept their faith and did action against them. But Jesus points out their weakness, their mistake. Jesus said, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. What is the love at first? It is the love of Christ for us when we were yet sinners. Right? Nobody come to Jesus first, but Jesus came to us. Jesus even died for us. Even we don't know him. Even we choo didn't choose him. Jesus came to us. That was the love at first. His love was unconditional. Nobody is qualified to be sinless, right? So Jesus' love, his love was unconditional, unlimited. So we call the love was grace, unmerited favor for us who was without hope 
So we are loved, embraced, accepted by Jesus' love, the first love. And we must possess this first love. And we must apply this love to other people. That's what we call church. So we, the love was the beginning of our faith. And we must continue our Christian journey with the f- love. But many Christians, they forgot about the first love, the love. They think they have, they have it, but they don't. But the Ephesians judged others to defend church from these false teachers. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's worth, worthy and who's not? They have so many challenges, I understand. But they forgot, eventually they forgot about the love, having love in their judgment. Jesus points out that. So we must keep our love, the first love, even we are in judging others, discerning in our decision, we must keep love in us. Keeping our holiness and protecting church, whatever we do, we must keep love. We must do love. Remember, Christ traveled in finite distance, which is the eternal barrier, which is our sin. Jesus traveled in finite distance to break down the dividing wall of hostility, which is the sin, our sin. So he could forgive us and love us to be one with God. But church, many Christians, rebuild the war of hostility because simply we don't trust God. Rather, we love people we judging them without love. Remember, we are sent to this world not to judge, but to love. So love is life of a church. Without love, church is lifeless. So church, again, church begins with love and ends with love. We see declining churches everywhere. Why? Because the world today, because the progressive generation, the society, the culture, Let me tell you, over 2,000 years of church history, every generation church, they faced these challenges even worse than today. Then why church is declining? Because many Christians emphasize just faith, but not action. 
church care for numbers, attendance, budget, and the building, how to pay our bill, but not people. People don't care about people. People in here and people outside this building. Church don't care for people. Yes, the numbers are important. But if we don't have love and action, we get lost the way of Christ. The problem is, church can judge other people. But church, when church Christians judging other people without love, then we end up self-righteousness. Self-righteousness. We know the end of self-righteous church in our history. So Jesus urges, it is even to me, it's, it, it, even, it's just almost it's like a curse. He said, remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from each place. Unless you repent. Lampstand, it churches. That's why Jesus is removing churches. How to repent then? How to repent? Act. Because if we have a faith, then we have to act. Act our love. The ultimate action of Jesus was what? Being crucified for others. So we are resurrected. We, are, we believe we are crucified with the Lord when Jesus was crucified. And we are resurrected with the Lord on the Easter morning. That's why we are new people, new in Christ, new life in Christ. So we must crucify with Jesus every day. We must confess every day, saying, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. When you live, when I live my life, then we are not church. We are not new. We are not doing right. We cannot love. How can you love those unlovable people? There's so many people out there, and even in your life. How can you love them? How can you tolerate them? How can you embrace them? But if we are die, if we are dead, and Christ lives in us, and Christ embraces them, Christ can forgive them, Christ can love them. That's why we have to crucify with the Lord every day. So we should not judge others. But close with them. 
as we close to them, because we are the light, we are the salt. So they know in the light, in the brightness, they know as we reflect them as who they are, they see, like a mirror in a mirror, they see what is wrong with them. That's how we transform people, not judging them with our fingers. But we just show them how much God loved them, how great, how precious, how beautiful they are as we reflect them. That's why we have to close with them. That's how we get close to God. That is repented life. That is repented life. It's not like I accept Christ, Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. That's repented life. Then that's the action, proof of your repentance. So finally, Jesus promises, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. What does he mean by eating the tree of life? To live eternal life, we must eat the meaning and purpose of God, the Creator, for us. So we have to find our meaning. Everybody has a different specific meaning and purpose where you are. The best way you find your meaning and purpose being needed by others. Find a way how you can be needed by others. You can be needed. Even you, you nobody can excuse. Last Sunday, I went to the hospital to see Bob Foster. And it happened to be right after the church, so around noon. So when I went to the, his room, I was on TV. <laughs> so, and the, there's a roommate of Bob, and he's a young man, he's having cancer. And he told me, is that you? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and he said, can you add me in your prayer? I'm having cancer. His mom and his wife was there. I mean, you never know who approached to you. Maybe he's, because he was desperate, so he approached to me. Can you pray for me? But there are so many people. I mean, everybody around you, they are in need of love, in need of God, in need of a truth. So when you get in close with them, when you encourage them, when you love them, maybe they open to you. And when you 
And then you, you will know how much you are needed by that person. That's how we do ministry. That's how we worship. I always say, the Sunday worship is like a TV commercial. Right? You, see, you watch a TV commercial and you like it, and then you go and buy, right? So this is just TV commercial. Then you buy and you do things in your weekdays. This is just preview, trailer. It's pre, yeah, it's preview. Eugene Peterson said, when we return to loving God and the world, the people, for which he died, we return to Eden, where the tree of life is there. We can eat of that. Once again, return to God means we getting close with the people. Then we get to close with God. And we return to the people. Sisters and brothers in Christ, we want to be Christ's holy church. In this time, this unprecedented time of the persecution on church, this is such a chaotic world we are living. We want to be Christ's holy church. Then let's test our love. Every day. Test your love every day. And let's do our best in all we do with love. With love, everything you do is the best. Without love, we are nothing. Eugene Peterson said, love is what not what we do after we get the other things done. If we have any energy left over, Love is what we do, period. It's our number one priority, love. Then you will not miss it. You will make it complete. Whatever you do, do with the love. Amen.